Welcome to Sports with Anthony. Today is Wednesday, May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo, and welcome to my episode where I'm going to update us on the NFL draft, some things going on there, the Kentucky Derby, MLB, the NBA, and I'll look up some soccer as well and see what is going on. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's episode. This past weekend, what nice weather we had here in Louisville, Kentucky, and what great horse racing we had. Perfect weather, awesome track, got to have fans in the stands this year, and hopefully next year it'll be at full capacity or close to it. And uh, the races went very, very well as we had for the Kentucky Oaks, Malathat, a Five to two favorite, delivered and won. It was a close race. It was exciting to watch. And I actually won our family drawing for Oaks. I won the winning horse. So it was nice to win that. And then the Kentucky Derby never ceases to fail. It was a it was not a blowout. It was a close race. And it ended up Medina Spirit pulled it off a Bob Baffert horse. And it's his seventh time winning uh, the Kentucky Derby, which is uh, an amazing feat. I think that is awesome. And uh, what a fun race that was. It came down to the stretch, and it was close. And I'm glad it it was a close race because those are always fun to watch. So I can't wait for next year, 2022. Let's see what you bring to us. The NFL draft was last week on Thursday night, and what a fun draft it was. I watched uh, the first uh, 10 picks of the first draft, and then everything else I kept track on my phone. And I feel like a lot of teams did very well drafting. Some teams made some questionable moves on their like first picks, but overall, what, what a solid draft. And the Bengals, I believe, I would give them a an A on their draft for this year because of who they went for and they met the needs that were needed to get help with this team to get them back on track. So for the draft, we had Trevor Lawrence going first, which everybody knew that was a 99.9% chance. And he's going to the Jags and I think he's going to play solid. Uh, We'll see. We'll just see how he does. And then uh, in the second pick, the Jets selected Zach Wilson, BYU's quarterback. So it looks like he's going to possibly be the next face of the franchise. And then at three, the 49ers selected Trey Lance from North Dakota State. I I didn't know if they were going to go for a quarterback that early, but I guess they found somebody that they liked. And then the fourth pick, Atlanta, they picked the tight end, Kyle Pitts from Florida. He's a beast, and he'll be a good asset to that team. And then for the Bengals, it's what I predicted on my last podcast, talking to uh, Michael when we had on the couch with Anthony and Michael, and I said they'd go for Chase. And the Bengals picked Jamar Chase at number five in the first round, and he's going to be uh, stay number one for his actual jersey number two. 
So now you have LSU ties where uh, Burrow, of course, played with Chase, won a national championship with him at wide receiver, as well as recently picked up the tight end Moss from LSU. He was a free agent. And he won a national championship with Burrow as well. So now you have two guys that Burrow has confidence in. You're never going to click and play well together. And it's cool to see that you have college teammates being able to play together at the pro level. So we'll see what happens. Uh, At number six, wide receiver Jalen Waddell from Alabama was picked. I think that's a great pickup. He's going to do well there. And he also gets to play with his former college quarterback, Tua, so from Alabama. So it's exciting to see some quarterback wide receivers be able to play together at this level. So we'll see how well that turns out. And then the Lions got offensive tackle, Sewell. They're going to need all they all the help they can get to protect golf. And uh, number eight, the Panthers selected a cornerback, J.C. Horn from South Carolina, And then at nine, the Broncos drafted Alabama's cornerback, Pat Sertain, the second. He's really good. And at 10 from Alabama, we had Devontae Smith, who's an excellent wide receiver, and he'll fit well in with with this Eagles team. And then at number 11, the... The Chicago Bears selected Justin Fields from Ohio State. I think that was a great plan for them because they do want to go younger and they want to have a have a future franchise quarterback. And he'll learn a lot from Andy Dalton and Nick Foles if Nick Foles is still even on the team when the season starts. I have a feeling he's going to end up being cut and Fields will be the backup quarterback. But I think it's it'll be good. But I hope Andy plays very well and maybe extends his contract or this will help them get onto even a better team next year. But I think Andy can lead the Chicago team to the playoffs. They have an offensive line now. They have better wide receivers, and they're just a lot more solid than what he had to deal with at Dallas. And then, of course, how he ended in Cincinnati. So I think this is a good scenario for him, and we'll see what happens. And for the Bengals, they drafted – like I said, they drafted well the first round. They got Jamar Chase, which is awesome. Then they, they got what they needed. They're going to help protect Joe Burrow. Second round pick was Clemson's offensive tackle, Jackson Carmen. He's solid. He'll help out a ton. Then Cincinnati in the third and fourth round. Third round, they went defensive end, Joseph Asai from Texas. And then in the fourth round, they got three picks. So they got another defensive end. Carmen Sample from Tulane, defend, and then they went defensive tackle from LSU, Tyler Shelvin, and he played with Burrow as well, and they have a good relationship, so it's neat to see them together. And then a fourth-round last pick that they had there, they got offensive tackle Dante Smith from East Carolina, and I think that helps solidify some depth at those positions as well as some dire need to help Joe Burrow. And then in the fifth round, I, I couldn't believe this guy was even still on here. Fifth round, they got place kicker Evan McPherson from Florida. The dude is a beast. He makes everything. He reminds me of a of the Ravens Tucker, and I feel like Cincinnati got a steal out of this kicker. Just keep out, keep an eye out for him because he's going to be a nice, solid addition to the special teams and and make some key field goals when we need it.
And then in the sixth round, we got a center, Trey Hill from Georgia. And then we got Michigan's Chris Evans at running back. He'll be a good addition to add now that Bernard's not there. And we have Mixon in the lead. So this will be a nice addition to have behind uh, Mixon. And then the last pick that we got in the seventh round was defensive end Wyatt Hubert from Kansas State. So I think we did well. I give us an A, not an A plus, but an A. And I think it's going to help out this team a lot. So I'm excited to see what happens. And on another note, Aaron Rodgers is disgruntled with Green Bay. And Brett Favre said today his gut's telling him that Rodgers is done with the Packers. So look to see if things can be mended before training camp. If not, we'll see what teams are would be interested in getting Aaron. And, of course, it'll be contender teams that have a chance to be a Super Bowl winner now. So let's keep an eye on that and see what happens, and I'll keep you all up to date on that. And uh, let's go football. Let's see what happens. And in about a month or so, we'll be talking about the voluntary uh, workouts that they have, and we'll see where these people end up. And in the NBA, we are coming down towards the end of the season and now teams are making their final run to uh, get a higher seed and see where they end up. Because right now in the East, it looks like the for clinching the playoff berth, we have the Philadelphia 76ers at 44 and 21. They're in first. Brooklyn Nets are 43 and 23. They're in second. And the Milwaukee Bucks are... They clinched their division, and they're in the playoffs. They are 41-24. and 24. So all that's left now are the 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8 spots. The Knicks right now are in fourth at 37-28. and 28. The Hawks are 36-30. and 30. The Miami Heat are in sixth at 35-31. and 31. Boston Celtics are 34-31. and 31. And in eighth right now are the Charlotte Hornets at 32-33. and 33. Well, below them right now in ninth, the Pacers are 30 and 34. The Wizards are 30 and 35. The Toronto Raptors are 27 and 39. And the Bulls are 26 and 39. And the teams that are eliminated already from the playoffs of even having a chance to make it are the Magic, Cavs, and the Pistons. And in the West, we have for clinching already, Phoenix Suns are 47 and 18, number one now led by Chris Paul and, and Booker at 47 and 18. And second, Utah Jazz are also 47 and 18, led by Conley and company. And then in third is the Clippers right now at 44 and 22. And then in fourth, Denver Nuggets at 43 and 22. And then in fifth place and sixth place, it's Dallas at 37 and 28 and the Lakers at 37 and 28. And in seventh, the Blazers are 36 and 29. The Warriors are 33 and 33. Remember, this was about Clay Thompson. They're a revamped team, and they're not even at full strength, and they're 33 and 33. And then in ninth and tenth, you have the 32 and 32 Grizzlies and the 31 and 33 Spurs. Teams that can still possibly make a move are the Pelicans at 30 and 26, and the Kings are 28 and 37. I don't think they're going to be able to do it for as the Kings. And then people that 
are eliminated already are the Thunder, Timberwolves, and Rockets. Thunder are 21 and 45, Timberwolves are 20 and 45, and the Rockets are 16 and 49. Terrible. And think about it, Thunder, they made it in the playoffs last year with Chris Paul and made a deep run. And with him gone and they traded people, they're 21 and 45. And now Chris Paul's on the Suns are 47-18. I think leadership and experience, and he he has a good rhythm with this Suns team, and I hope they make a good run this year. So we'll see what happens. And apparently there's going to be a playoff, um, a play-in tournament for the 7th and 8th seeds. So that means the ninth and 10th seeds would get a chance to play against the 7 and 8, and then whoever wins that then would become the 7 and 8 seed. And So we'll see how that goes. Uh, LeBron and some other people said they don't really like that idea. I think it's silly because if you're already 7 or 8 seed, why would you even need to play a 9 and 10 seed? It makes no sense. I think it's going to be a one and done this year for this type of trial. They should have done it in the off season or something, but they really didn't have off season either. So we'll see how it goes, and I'll keep tabs on anything else that goes on in the NBA. And in the MLB today, the Reds went into extra innings at home against the White Sox. Legendary coach Tony La Russa is the coach of the White Sox now. They announced that in October. I didn't realize that. I should have. But what a he was a great coach for the A's back in the 80s. And then in the uh, 90s, he transferred over to the Cardinals. And in the 2000s, and that's where he won multiple World Series. He, of course, he won with the A's with the Smash Brothers. And then also lost to the Reds, which go Reds, but that was 1990, people, a long time ago. They need to get back on track. But Tony La Russa is now the coach for the White Sox, and they played the Reds today. Reds won one to nothing in 10 innings. And uh, good job for the Reds. I'm happy they squawk, uh, scratched out a win for this one. But Votto apparently got hit by a pitch today, and he ended up – it broke his thumb, but he does not need surgery. But it said he might be out a month because of uh, the healing process for that broken thumb. And with that win today, the Cincinnati Reds have now gone from – you know, they were first 10 games there in first place. Then they dropped the last place. But now they, uh, they're they on a one-game winning streak. They're 10-7 and seven at home so far this year. They're 4-8 and eight away. And what's the key for away games uh, when you're at this level is that you have got to win your home games, have a nice percentage, and your away games at least be 50% because that will get you in the playoffs. But they have bumped up the 14 and 15, and then they're in third. Cardinals are 17 and 12. The Brewers are 17, 13. Reds are at 14 and 15. The Cubs are 14 and 16, and the Pirates are 13 and 16. So let's go, Reds. Let's uh, see what you can do without Votto and just sneak back up into that lead before the All Star break. So it'll be exciting to see what happens. And I know that. Uh, that for Philadelphia Phillies fans like Stephen Smith, hi Katrina and Stephen out in California, uh, my cousin Katrina, her husband Stephen is a huge Phillies fan. Uh, he is from that area, so congratulations to them so far at 15 and 15, and that's in the National League East. 
And then in the Central, of course, the Cardinals are 17 and 12. And in the West, uh, the Giants are 18 and 12. And then in the American League, uh, Boston Red Sox are now 18 and 12. And the New York Yankees have bounced back. They're on a winning four game winning streak. They're 15 and 14 and in second place. They started out terrible, but they're kind of sneaking back in. And in the Central, you have a really close for first place. You have the Royals at 16 and 12, followed by the White Sox at 16 and 13. Then the Cleveland Indians are 15 and 13. That uh, American League Central is going to be tight. And in the West, in the American League, the Oakland Athletics are 19 and 12. The Mariners are 17 and 15. And then the Astros are 15 and 14. And the uh, Los Angeles Angels are 13 and 15. But it's good. It's going to be interesting. And the the reigning World Series champions, the Dodgers, they're at 17 and 14 in the West, so they're only a game and a half out behind the Giants. So watch for them to sneak back up there as they continue their season. But uh, it'll be exciting to see what happens by All-Star break if or if anybody gets traded, and we'll see what happens. And in soccer, the uh, U.S. national men's team, they are going to be facing Costa Rica in a friendly in Sandy, Utah on June 9th. It will be streamed live on ESPN2, the the U.S. Soccer Federation announced today. And it looks like uh, in that competition, U.S. faces Honduras in the semifinals in Denver on June 3rd. And will progress to the final three days later against Costa Rica or Mexico if it prevails. If U.S. men's team gets defeated, they will then play in the third place match. And they are going to play uh, Switzerland in a friendly on May 30th. It'll be streamed live on ESPN. And the manager of the U.S. men's national team, Greg Berthalter, Berhalter, I'm sorry. Uh, said he's. it looks like he's going to be able to bring in many of his first-choice players. Uh, but playing Costa Rica in June friendly, it's in preparation of the World Cup qualifying. So they need this. They need to be able to win, see if they can get in. So we'll see what happens with that. And um, in other news, let's, let's look up uh, the Louisville Football Club. And coming very soon, uh, their schedule, they will finally, let's see, their home games. I'm going to look up their website to actually see. Uh, This month, starting this weekend, it's starting up for them. And they, Saturday, May 8th. Uh, they're playing at home at 7.30 on Saturday, everybody. It's going to be on ESPN+, Plus, ESPN Radio, and on TV, WB, WBKI, the CW. So if you can't attend the game, uh, try to stream it and watch it and see, because their next home game is Saturday, May 22nd. So they have a long gap. And, but the first game's against Birmingham Legion. And then their next home game is against San Diego Loyal. And then their 
third home game in May is Saturday, May 29th against Indy 11. So get ready for that. That'll be exciting. And as this season starts up, we'll keep tabs because we also have the uh, the Louisville women's soccer as well. And I'm going to see if that'll come up. Louisville. And the Louisville women's. They're called the Racing Louisville Football Club. And they, they start out. Oh, it looks like, oh, my bad. They have, I am so sorry, they have already played. April the 10th was their first game, and it was a draw at 2-2. Two and two. And then April the 15th, they played. They lost one to nothing against Audi, against Washington Spirit. It was an away game. And then they played April 26th. They lost 3-2 to two against North Carolina Courage at home. And then their next game is Sunday, actually, um, it says Sunday, May the 2nd, but there is no update on that. And it says stream on Paramount Plus. Oh, and that is, it's the challenge, but it looks like the regular season, May 15th. First game, Saturday, May 15th at 5 p.m. And it looks like they have a contract with Paramount Plus um, with, the, with the Women's League. So if you have Paramount Plus, you can stream it. And watch it. I think I'll do that, and maybe we'll try to attend some games this year. That'll be awesome to see some of those matches. So good luck to those teams and also to the Cincinnati Football Club and the Columbus Crew as their seasons get started and have started. And uh, as the season goes, I'll keep tabs with it and update everybody. And in today's little segment right here in Anthony's Isles Files, um, we have the ESPN NBA Fantasy Basketball League that I run, and one of my buddies, uh, James, who works with me, he is in it. He is the Kentucky Rifles. I have the Louisville Comets, as well as um, we have the Cincinnati Posterizers that my that. Chris Verrata uh, had started, and sometimes he doesn't update it So we have a second manager, so James looks at that. We have Michigan Wolverines, which is Nathan's team. We have the Cincinnati Royals, who is my second team that I made, one for the North and South. So the North is Cincinnati Royals, South is the Louisville Comets. And we have the Covington Wildcats and the Windy Hills Hounds. And for the winner's bracket, Whoever wins between the Louisville Comets and Kentucky Rifles goes to the championship this year. Uh, Kentucky Rifles have won the Basketball Fantasy League twice. We have also had the Cincinnati Royals have won it once. The Louisville Comets have won it once. So it, it is going to be very interesting to see between the Rifles and Comets who comes out of this. Right now, we are on day three the total points it's 328 comets 323 rifles it is back and forth both teams are loaded with players it's just going to be who's going to play how consistent are they going to play because this upcoming sunday will be the final day of the week and 
it's going to come down to that to see who moves on to the championship. And whoever wins that will either play the Cincinnati Posterizers or the Michigan Wolverines. So good luck to our fantasy teams on that. And James, we'll see who has the better matchup uh, coming up. We are really close. Uh, for this week, and I'm I'm so glad I get to play against you to see who goes to the championship. And then on another note for Isles Files, Carmelo Anthony on May the 3rd uh, had, I think, 13 points in the game, and uh, I believe it was his last the last basket he made in the game put him over the top, and he is now number 10 in NBA scoring history. Uh, Carmelo, as we all know, uh, it's about a year and a half ago, he was with the Houston Rockets. It wasn't working out. Uh, They ended up letting him go, and then he didn't get to sign on to another team. It didn't work out. But uh, going into the second half of the year last year, he got on to the Blazers, which is awesome, and it was a great fit for him. And because the Lakers were thought about getting him the year before, but it just didn't work out. But the Blazers is a great fit for uh, what they needed. And he signed, I think it was a two-year deal this offseason to play with them. So it's exciting to see him uh, even in a reserve role where he's getting still major minutes. He's playing at least half the game, and he's playing in all the key situations, which is what you want from this guy. Uh, I think he'll help the Blazers make it, Uh, pretty far in the playoffs. Can they win a championship? I don't know. They have all the pieces yet, but I think give them one more year, they might have a shot, but it's going to be hard. But it's good to see Carmelo on a competitive team that can make the playoffs and he can uh, see what what they can do because anything can happen. But he was – it said he's he's the third overall pick. Former third overall pick. He was in that draft class with LeBron and uh, Dwayne Wade. I believe was it LeBron and Dwayne Wade and all of them. I forget now, but yeah, it was it was a bunch of them in that one in that year. I think it was two thousand three. But he's already he's a ten time All Star, um, ten time All Star in the top ten in scoring. He's won four Olympic gold medals. And the only thing he has a one is a championship, and it just—it's awesome to see. He's now 37; he's turning 37 in about a month, and it's awesome to see him uh, be able to play at this level. Yeah, and he played—he um, just missed one All-Star game between 2007 and 17, and in that time, he had a pair of gold medals. It's. <laughs> It's awesome, and we'll see what happens. But I think they're going to make a decent run. We'll we'll see what the Blazers do, but uh, I think they're like one or two pieces away from winning a championship, but I think they're going to uh, cause a lot of havoc in the playoffs because they are a tough team. When you have uh, Damian Lillard on that team and he could hit everything, it reminds me of Steph Curry. So just good luck to him. Congratulations, Carmelo, and let's see what else you can Uh, surpass as you extend your career. (music) 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Sports with Anthony on this Wednesday, May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo. And later this week, I hope to get either with Chris Nathan or my cousin Michael, as we, or maybe all three of us, depends on our schedules. But we will talk about the NFL draft and what they think because of their respective teams. See what they think. And uh, have a good rest of the night, everybody. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon.